Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Before we begin, we'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. Hello and welcome to Revolution. As always, I am glad that... Uh, you are here and that you're allowing our church to be in your ears wherever you are. And uh, we celebrate whatever your Sabbath is. Um, we're, we're getting near the end. I might do a little recap next week, but we are uh, going to be doing reading the last part of Galatians. Um, like I said, this is a maybe a yearly study. I don't know bi-yearly study. I enjoy it. It's my favorite book. Um, I feel like I've gotten a lot out of it this time, and I hope you have as well. I've received some uh, Instagram messages and tweets and even a text from a few folks being really encouraging about this series, and I just want to say thank you for that. It really is encouraging. Man... <clears throat> We live in a tough world right now, and the way things are going with President Trump seems uh, a little bit insane, <clears throat> to, to, to say the least. I'm still processing it like a lot of us, so if some people are curious about my silence on some of these issues and what's going on, um, I'm outraged, as you are. I am just sitting, letting it sit, and trying to grasp a vision and a plan of what needs to be done next for uh, the equality of all of our brothers and sisters out there. So anyway, <clears throat> on a lighter note, if you will, back to Galatians. We're in Galatians 6. And as uh, Paul has been in this letter rebuking the Gauls for going back to the law, a group has come back in and said that Paul's message is, you know, tickling ears, saying that you don't have to obey the law and that you should have to be circumcised. And so this is a rebuke letter from Paul. Paul's upset. And, uh, <clears throat> but now he's ending his letter. We uh, ended off last week talking about the fruits of the Spirit, and that'll come in a little bit this week as well, too. So, fruit of the Spirit being love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Um, and then Galatians 5.26, it says, Let us not become conceived, conceited, competing against one another, envying one another. Um <clears throat> I like the message of grace. I love the message of grace, and it's such a tough message. It's really at the heart of nonviolence, and uh, it's a it's a tough road to haul. And uh, sometimes I don't know how to do it, especially in times like this where everything is just seems so outrageous. You know, I've kind of had to take some time away from social media just because everything is just crazy. And, uh, you know, kind of waiting for the dust 
to settle just a little. My wife went on the march, the woman's march. Um, we thought it was going to rain, so I stayed home with our son. Wish we all could have gone because it ended up not raining, of course. But uh, I was really proud of her. And uh, she said it was really an amazing time here in Minnesota and all over the world. So it's great to see people taking a stand for things that are important and that they believe in. And I believe that's at the heart of what this ministry and this church is about. How did I get there? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> number six is where we're at. Verse, uh, chapter six. It says, My friends, if anyone is detected in transgression, you who have received the Spirit should restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Take care that you yourself are not tempted. Now, <clears throat> have to forgive me, I had an asthma attack earlier. Um, what it's saying here is those of you who fall into legalism, we should restore those people. Those who fall and make mistakes should be restored gently and humbly. And we should not be tempted. And I think when it's saying don't be tempted, I think it's saying don't be tempted at the idea of works. The idea of circumcision, the idea of, uh, you know, celebrating particular holidays, um, you know, don't allow customs to control your, your life. And so I really think that this is a message of saying we are called to restore people who have fallen into legalism, fallen into the law again. And the law is such a slippery slope, a little yeast goes through the whole bread, as Paul said earlier. So it's, we need to be careful, because um, oftentimes the law, in earning one's approval, is uh, second nature, even first nature, really. It goes on to say, bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will f- fulfill the law. Of Christ, for those who are nothing think they are something; they deceive themselves. So, when we think we're too good to help others, when we feel that we are something and we're not able to carry one another's burdens, we do fool ourselves. I mean, it's clearly this is clear. Continue. All must test their own works. Then that work, rather than their neighbor's work, will become a cause for pride. For all must carry their own loads. Wait a second, I just thought he said carry one another's burdens. He did. And now he's also saying carry your own load, don't burden others. <laughs> um, because you're going to be carrying other people's loads as well. Because that's what we're called to do. And so this is this is a really amazing, just like this one through five here is just really amazing. It's, you know, restoration, bearing one another's burdens. Um, Don't compare yourself to your neighbor's work. You know, do your own work, love people on your own. And when it's talking about work, it's talking about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's talking about loving your neighbor as yourself. 
It's talking about not biting and devouring one another, as we talked about before. So these are the things, is, is, is it's just reiterating everything that's been said here. Those who are taught the word must share in all good things with their teacher. Those who are taught the word must share in all good things with their teacher. I'll let you read into that what you will. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For you reap whatever you sow. If you sow your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Now remember, the flesh has been the law. It's been jealousy, dissensions, strife, fractions, fornication, idolatry, sorcery, (laughs) which I just know I deal with, quarrels. These are the things that, you know, are the corruption. But the law is a part of that corruption. And and that's what Paul's saying is when you reap the flesh, when you do these things of the flesh, this this is, you know, you'll reap it. You'll reap corruption from the flesh. And the law takes advantage of grace. If you sow in the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. And remember, what is the Spirit? When the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So when it says, if you sow in the Spirit, what you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. These are the things it's talking about. I could even say further that it maybe he's not even talking about eternity in heaven, but that it is talking about the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. And maybe something past life, after life, post life. But it's important to say if you sow to the Spirit, and that sowing is sowing in that love, that sowing in that joy. I can't say it enough that peace, the patience, the kindness, the generosity faithfulness, the gentleness, the self-control. Be careful not to bite and devour one another. You know, these sermons that, you know, these sermons, these words that Paul have, has, has said to us so many times already through Galatians. So let us not grow weary of doing what is right, for we will reap at the harvest time if we do not give up. So then whenever we have an opportunity, let's work for the good of all, especially for those of the family of faith. It's strange to me because that's probably the hardest people I have working with are my fellow brothers and sisters in Christianity. Often uh, that's where I find my I, uh, difficult relations but it's saying, you know, especially then, practice love, joy, peace, and patience, and kindness, and generosity, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. Don't bite and devour one another. What a lesson, right? What a hard lesson. Talk about works. It's a whole different type of thing. Um, so we are called to live a life of, of uh, some sort of Works. I just don't think <clears throat> it's about our eternity. 
but it's about what we want to reap and sow here on in this lifetime. So whenever we have the opportunity to do these things, let us do the good of all. So, so it says especially, so it means everyone, that we try to do this idea of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, that with these are things that we try to practice with one another. Then Paul writes in his own handwriting, this whole time Paul's been dictating this letter, as he does, often picture him pacing back and forth. And he says, See what large letters I make when I am writing in my own hand. To those who I want to make a good showing, it is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh that try to compel you to be circumcised. Okay, so see that again. Paul says those who want to be in the flesh are those who are the legalists, those who are caught up in the law, those who are caught up in tradition. Um, These are the folks that are trying to keep you in the flesh. And I I think so often, me growing up, when I heard about people being in the flesh, I wasn't thinking church people. I wasn't thinking pious, self-righteous church people because I thought those were the ones who had it together. But Paul is very clearly talking about that. They tried to compel you, to compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. So in a way, they, this happens with preachers and churches often where they're afraid that if they preach too much grace or if their congregation somehow is a reflection of them personally and their ego gets caught up in that and so they become very strict and very this and very that because they have their ego built into what the, how the people act or how they you know, are represented. And it's a slippery slope, and it usually ends up in a, you know, narcissistic burnout, thinking the world revolves around you, taking everything personal that people do in your church, and uh, using people as a reason to boast that somehow you've done something. Paul says very clearly here in 14, May I never boast of anything except the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is anything, but a new creation is everything. As for those who will follow the rules, peace be upon them, and mercy and upon Israel of God, upon the Israel of God. Of God, from now on, let no mark, no, let no one make trouble for me, for I carry the marks of Jesus branded on my body. Which means he's seen a lot of hell, caught a lot of hell, been beaten, and he's tired. And this is his letter. He says, "I don't want to deal with this anymore." May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. What a beautiful letter. Um, I think maybe next week we'll I'll hit maybe four or five points 
about the letter. Maybe I'll just do a whole nother sermon on something else. Um, I'll have to make that decision. But I hope Galatians has touched you like it's touched me and you've really opened it up and, and been able to spend some time with it because it's really a, a magnific- magnificent book, especially when read within its context and especially when read as a letter so you see the whole thing, not just verse and chapters and keep moving on, but that you see it blended together as one letter, one book. And uh, it seems to make a lot more sense than cutting it into little pieces. But you can, um, trust me. There's lots of good stuff to mine from in this book, and a lot of good sermons. So, grace and peace be with you all. Thanks so much for listening this week. Um, once again, if Revolution is uh, something that you get something from or consider at your church, please consider going online and making a donation at revolutionchurch.com. Um, you, uh, this is your church, and this is we survive uh, by your donations. We're a nonprofit. So thank you for your consideration with that. And as always, thank you for allowing Revolution to be a part of your life. This is Revolution Church.